Time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show. Powered by Elevation, the Sun Devil's preferred home energy technology company. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's installment of the Anderson Healy Show, the Sun Devil Radio Network program that gets you up to speed on all the latest developments in Arizona State Sun Devil Athletics and features ASU Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball, and it's my pleasure to serve as your host once again this week. Ray Anderson, welcome to you. Terrific win for your football team this past Saturday, huh? Yeah, well, good to see you, Tim. And, uh, yes, it was a really uh, exciting win here at the stadium. Uh, The team played well. Uh, The fans, uh, I think, appreciated the efforts of the uh, student-athletes and the coaches across the board. So, uh, and it was nice to have that rare day game. Uh, and so you put it all together. It was a, uh, a glorious afternoon here in Sun Devil Stadium, Tim, to be sure. That it was. And we'll be talking more about Sun Devil football in just a moment. But this week's show will also take a deep dive into Sun Devil hockey on what will be an historic week for the ASU program and for Arizona State athletics as well. Joining us on the show this week, in fact, will be two representatives of the Sun Devil Hockey Program as both head coach Greg Powers and his team captain, sophomore Josh Doan, will join us as ASU Hockey prepares to play its first ever game in the program's brand new home as Mullet Arena will open its doors this coming Friday evening, October 14th, for the Sun Devils home opener against Colgate University. Ray, what a great evening that will be Friday, and it all starts actually with a ceremonial ribbon cutting that will take place and officially open the doors of Mullet Arena at 4.45 Friday afternoon prior to the ASU Colgate game. Well, we're looking forward to that as the official first game for our varsity team, uh, Tim, but uh, you may know uh, that on Wednesday evening we're having a uh, the so-called soft opening where it's uh, free to the public uh, to come in and essentially do an open house. And then our, our team is going to do a skate around. And then the, actually the uh, ASU women's club hockey team is going to drop the puck against Grand Canyon's women's club hockey team to be the first game there to get the uh, keeks out to uh, full game, you know, kind of a walkthrough. Uh, and then folks, as they are able to enjoy the arena, walk around, get in early enough to see the men skate uh, and then see uh, a women's uh, club team, it's going to be a tremendous soft opening on Wednesday uh, starting at uh, uh, 5 to 7. So folks are welcome to come out free of charge. It'll be a fun opportunity, and you've seen it, Tim, uh, to kind of uh, meander around and see what a marvelous facility uh, is coming open. And then on Friday will be the official puck drop for the varsity competition against Colgate starting at 7 o'clock. Boy, what an exciting week. And uh, the brand-new Mullet Arena set to open this week at Arizona State. And as we mentioned, we'll talk later in the show with Sun Devil Hockey head coach Greg Powers and his captain, Josh Doan, and we'll get their thoughts as they no doubt probably bursting with excitement over uh, the events that are to come later this week. And uh, by the way, it'll be a two-game series with Cornell. There will be games Friday and Saturday at Mullet Arena as we open up the brand-new shining uh, home of Arizona State Hockey on the ASU campus. 
Now to football, a gritty performance, as we mentioned a moment ago, by the Sun Devil football team this past Saturday afternoon as ASU snapped its four-game losing streak and handed uh, interim boss Sean Aguano his first head coaching victory at ASU with the uh, Sun Devils' 45-38 upset win over 21st-ranked Washington. The unquestioned star of the game was Sun Devil quarterback Trenton Borgay, the backup quarterback who filling in for the injured Emory Jones, who left the game in the second quarter after taking a vicious hit from Washington defensive back Asa Turner. Borgay completed 15 of 21 passes for 182 yards and three touchdowns and led a clutch 82-yard fourth-quarter drive for the game-winning score when the contest was tied at 38, capping the drive with the game-winning two-yard touchdown pass to Elijah Badger. The one-time walk-on from Marana, Arizona, was ready and answered the bell, Ray, when his name was called on Saturday afternoon. He sure did, and uh, you got to be really happy and proud for uh, Trenton and how he came out and performed. Uh, He took the baton. Uh, and just ran with it. Uh, and what was really impressive is that uh, how his teammates uh, just didn't miss a beat, uh, and they just went next man up. Uh, and it was very clear that uh, uh, Trenton had prepared for this moment. He had gotten some reps uh, in practice. You know, he's been doing this uh, for, what, three years now <laughs> in this capacity, uh, always working, always studying, always prepared. And so when his name was called, Tim, you saw what he produced. And it was a, a really beautiful and a wonderful thing to see. Uh, and the timing couldn't have been better. Uh, so it was nice to see him get his opportunity. Uh, and equally nice to see all of his teammates and coaches rally up around him and put on a great performance in all three phases of the game. Uh, and I think his energy uh, certainly led to that. There's no question uh, that uh, Trenton's energy uh, and performance led to everybody else going, okay, hey, this is this is us. Let's go. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. And against the 21st-ranked team in the country at that, so uh, totally uh, an impressive performance by Trenton Borgay on Saturday. He was one of actually many stars for ASU. Among the others, running back X Valade picked up his fourth 100-yard rushing game of the season, 111 yards and a rushing touchdown also had a touchdown reception from Trenton Borgay in the game. The wide receiver trio of Elijah Badger, Geo Sanders, and Utah transfer Brian Thompson combined for 15 catches, 185 yards, and Badger's uh, two touchdown receptions. Linebacker Kyle Soley had 12 tackles, his fifth consecutive game with 10 or more tackles in a game. Defensive back Jordan Clark had nine tackles, all solos, and a pick six that was a key turning point early in the uh, or late in the second quarter of the ball game. And then uh, how about place kicker Carter Brown, who besides hitting all six of his extra points, also nailed a 53-yard field goal, the longest ever by a Sun Devil freshman kicker and the sixth longest field goal in Arizona State history, and that earned for Carter his second Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week award this season. This win, Ray, I think certainly has to uh, help the players and coaches feel a sense of validation, doesn't it, for all the hard work they've put in since uh, Coach Aguano took over? Yeah, it certainly does, uh, Tim. And to see, uh, as I mentioned, all three phases of the game 
rose up uh, uh, last Saturday against Washington, including our freshman kicker, uh, second time, uh, you know, Pac-12 special teams player of the year, what he did and all the things you cited about the defensive uh, player's performance, uh, incredible performance. And then, of course, X uh, and the receivers along with Trenton on offense. So uh, it really was a validation of all the work they put in uh, and then to come uh, and rise up through uh, 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 two tough competitions before with Utah and SC, you saw them getting better, and then to come home against Washington and then really say, okay, this is it, this is us, uh, and come out with a victory, uh, certainly a validation, uh, and the confidence uh, is certainly uh, back at a, a higher level than may, maybe it was three or four weeks ago, Tim. Well, with all the excitement about the performance of Trenton Borgay, and it is well-deserved, we don't want to forget about Emory Jones. And Ray, if you have any update on Emory's condition uh, after he had to be knocked out, he was knocked out of the game there in that second quarter Saturday. Uh, no, I don't have any medical update, uh, Tim, fortunately. Uh, however, we do have the bye week, and so yeah. you get that extra uh, week of uh, being able to get back at it, get healed uh, uh, across the board with whatever – uh, in, uh, injury or malady you may have suffered. So uh, we got the extra week. Don't have a report on him yet, uh, but certainly the fingers are crossed that uh, uh, both of our quarterbacks will be up and healthy and uh, prepared for duty in two weeks. It'll be interesting to see if Emory, Emory is healthy, who will start at Stanford uh, in a little over two weeks. Uh, the very least we can say is whoever does, it's a guy that's perfectly capable of handling the workload. Oh, I think that's uh, so true. And, you know, I think most people know that traditionally, uh, certainly in football, uh, it's, it's, it's not normal for a player who uh, has been injured to lose his starting position. Uh, but when you're in a situation where uh, every day and every snap uh, and every play is a competition, uh, there may be a different approach. We'll see that's uh, uh, typically in the – Purvey, uh, purview of the head coach and staff. So there'll be some competition. Let's just face that, uh, as there should be every day at every position. The Sun Devils, as Ray said, enjoying a bye week this week, after which they will hit the road for their next two games, uh, going to Stanford on Saturday, October 22nd, and then one week later, Saturday, October 29th, playing at Colorado. And those are two programs that are struggling right now, Ray. Uh, the Cardinal and uh, Buffaloes have a combined one and nine record so far this year. So perhaps this provides an opportunity for the Sun Devils to build some midseason momentum here. Well, it certainly is an opportunity. Unfortunately, those two teams are struggling, but that's, a, that's their problem and not ours, Tim. <laughs> As we all know, they're not feeling sorry for us and we're not feeling sorry for them. So, uh, But you never take any opponent uh, lightly and for granted, particularly on the road. So mm -hmm. we will first and foremost focus exclusively on Stanford, uh, look to go up there and hopefully take care of our business, uh, and then we'll think about Colorado thereafter. But uh, the Stanford opportunity coming up uh, will not be lost on anyone, uh, certainly not on our coaches, certainly not on our players. Uh, it's an opportunity to go up there and get a much-needed win, to be sure. And uh, the Sun Devils seem to like playing in the daytime, and they're going to get to do the uh, do that at Stanford on October 22nd. Kickoff time has been set for that game at 1 o'clock uh, Pacific time, 1 o'clock Arizona time, ASU and Stanford from uh, Stanford, California. 
And our Sun Devil radio network coverage will begin at 10.30 a.m. that uh, Saturday morning with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show, hosted by our good friend Jeff Munn. And we hope you'll make plans to join us for our coverage. Let's talk some golf now. Coach Sun, De- or, uh, Sun Devil coach Matt Thurman's men's golf team tied for third place in last week's Ben Hogan Collegiate Tournament held in Fort Worth, Texas. Arizona State finished the three-round event at five under par as a team, 10 strokes behind the winner of the event, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Individually, Sun Devil Preston Summerhays was the Devils' top finisher. He finished in a tie for eighth place among the individual competitors with a three-round score of three under par, 207. He was just five shots behind the winner of the event, Gustav Fremote of host TCU. All in all, a pretty solid showing, Ray, from uh, Matt's uh, golfers in Fort Worth. Yes, uh, and you know the men's team is 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 going to be solid yet again, and uh, they love to compete. And Matt's always got them in uh, very competitive, uh, high skill tournaments, which is great for all of them, and that's what they want and that's what they need. So uh, I think you'll see this uh, men's team uh, have another very solid season uh, under Matt Thurman. Uh, Tim, we've got some some real talent, and Preston is uh, uh, certainly one of several. Next up for men's golf will be the East Lake Cup in Atlanta, Georgia, and that event will take place on uh, October 24th through the 26th. As for the Sun Devil women, Coach Missy Farquay's Arizona State golf team was also in action last week as the Sun Devils tied for fourth at the Windy City Collegiate Tournament in Highland Park, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. ASU finished 27 over par for the three rounds. Pac-12 rival USC won the team competition there. Individually, the Sun Devils' top finisher was Callan Rossholt. She tied for 12th place with a three-round total of five over par, 221, while Grace Summerhays finished one stroke behind Callan, tied for 19th place at six over par. Yes, uh, a younger uh, roster on the women's side, uh, but always going to play very solid under the tutelage of Missy. Uh, and Michelle, our coaches over there, Tim. So uh, we'll have a solid uh, women's team. Uh, and, you know, the, the Summer Hayes uh, uh, siblings, Grace on the women's side, Preston on the men's, makes an additional reason to uh, root and cheer and follow both of our teams. Uh, but the women will be a solid, competitive uh, uh, team this year and look forward to having a lot of good golf in the fall and certainly in the spring, Tim. The Sun Devil women will hit the links again next weekend. In fact, they will be in Stanford, California, at the same time as the Arizona State football team, as the uh, women will take part in the Stanford Intercollegiate event that will take place on the weekend of October 21st through the 23rd, Friday through Sunday. And, of course, the ASU-Stanford football game is Saturday, October 22nd. Kudos to the Arizona State women's tennis doubles tandem of Patricia Spaka and Dominika Turkovich, who advanced to the semifinals of the women's doubles competition at the 2022 ITA All-American Championships in Cary, North Carolina, just outside of Raleigh, that event taking place last week. As Spaka and Turkovich won three doubles matches in the competition, they defeated tandems from UNLV, Fresno State, and South Carolina before the Sun Devil duo fell to the eventual doubles champion at that event uh, from host North Carolina State, Nell Miller and Amelia Rejecki. But still, Ray, it was a great week in the Carolinas for Patricia 
and Dominica. Yeah, Patrizia and Dominica. How about those names? Spaka and Turkovic. Uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, international players uh, who are competing for us and uh, got to the finals, uh, semifinals, and lost to the eventual winners. But uh, they'll be around and they'll be fun to watch. So, uh, you know, our tennis matches, we should tell our fans, uh, are exciting. Uh, there's no admission uh, fee, uh, so it means it's free, uh, and it's a beautiful sport to watch, and we've got some really good tennis on the men's and women's side, Tim, so we encourage our fans to look at the schedules and we play. Come out and watch us. Uh, we're quite impressive, our student-athletes. Indeed. The Whiteman Tennis Center, the home of uh, Sun Devil Tennis. Check the schedule. Get on out. As Ray said, it's free, and it's great tennis, so uh, why not get out and support the uh, tennis programs, uh, the men's team of Coach Matt Hill and the legendary Coach Sheila McInerney's ASU women's tennis team. We are in great anticipation of an historic weekend in Sun Devil Athletics as the ASU hockey team is about to make its all-time debut in its brand new home. Coming up, we'll get a preview of the Sun Devils' first ever game at Mullet Arena as we visit with Arizona State head coach Greg Powers. But that's coming up next first this time out, this is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game-time meat. Grab one of the new Bar S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar S today. Bar S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Hey, it's Paul Calvisi, and if there's one thing all top teams have in common, it's consistent performance. And that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of four trucks and SUVs. From tailgating to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit buyfordnow.com. Proud partner of the ASU Sun Devils, Go Devils. The Anderson Healy Show continues now from the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is our weekly program that brings you all the latest news from the realm of Arizona State Sun Devil Athletics. Along with ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and Ray and I are happy you joined us this week. You know, it has been such a thrill and pleasure over the last few years to watch the explosive growth of the Arizona State Ice Hockey Program, a program that is now on the threshold of yet another milestone moment in its history at ASU. This Friday night, the Sun Devils will play their first ever game at the brand new home of Sun Devil Ice Hockey, as Arizona State will proudly open the doors to the 5,000-seat Mullet Arena on the ASU campus when the Sun Devils take on the Raiders of Colgate in their home opener this Friday evening. 
Joining us this week to talk about his team and about the new home of Sun Devil Hockey is a gentleman who's done such a wonderful job building and transforming the Arizona State program into a force to be reckoned with in Division I hockey in his 15 years as ASU's head coach, the last eight of them being at the D1 level. Always a pleasure to welcome Greg Powers to the Anderson Healy Show. It's been a while, Greg. How you been? Good to catch up with you. Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Tim. It's it's good to see your face and, and most importantly, hear your voice. Well, I appreciate that. And I imagine your excitement level and that of your players must be off the charts as you await your first ever game at Mullet Arena later this week on Friday night. Put all of this into perspective in terms of uh, what this means, not only for your program, but really for Arizona State Athletics as well. Yeah, I mean, it just this, this venue is incredible. We can't wait to, to show it off really all week. You know, we have a, an open event tomorrow where we're going to do a, uh, on Wednesday night where we're going to have a, 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 a about a 15-minute three-on-three full ice game and a shootout just to let fans in and see the place and uh, get more used to the building. Uh, but I, I tell you what, I've had a lot of really good moments in my in my time as, as as a head coach here and in 15 years. And one of the very best, if not the best, was when we unloaded from that last trip on Sunday night. It was a long 10 day trip. It was it was it was, it was it, you know it was a, it's a it's a really difficult way to start the season. We were all ready to come home, but to unload here and see the looks on the kids' faces when when they did it, and because we had never been in here as a team, and and you know really when this was finished and, and just the looks on their faces, I'll never forget it. That's what, that's what this is all about. Um, and, and, and it was, it was priceless. I'll remember it forever. What are the players feeling? Do you sense right now, Greg, what is their approach as they get set to move into their new digs? You mentioned the excitement on their faces when you got back from your long trip to Minnesota. Well, we had our first practice this morning. They skated yesterday on Monday and they were on the ice. I just voluntary ice for about four hours. They were on and off and, just you know, the, the the this this facility gives us resources we've just quite frankly never had or never dreamed of having, um, and and just it's just going to give us access to players that we've never had, um, and and the kids that we have here, you know, you know they're just going to live here. It's just going to you can already feel what it does for a culture to you know, be in one place and, and have one spot to be and have kids be able to walk into your office. And, um, and that's, it's been happening nonstop for two days and it's just a real breath of fresh air. And, and, and most importantly, what I think it has done is, is exposed how proud we are of what we were able to accomplish at Oceanside. We didn't have it very good there. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. We never knew we had it. We never thought we had it great, but it was just life as we knew it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then you come over here and we have our own weight room and we have a beautiful lounge and a hydrotherapy room. The coaches have, you know, amenities and things that we've just never had. And and so it, we are just so fortunate and, and so blessed to have this place. And, and um, there won't be a day that goes by where we take this for granted. I'll bet. Uh, what are some of the features of the building? I think you just touched on some of them. The features that you think will enhance your players' ability to compete at the highest level on the ice. Yeah, I mean everything. You know, the ice itself is incredible. I mean, it just it holds up very well. It's fast. It's it's it's, it's unbelievable ice. The execution um, today was was at an all time high. It's just it, you know if you could execute on the ice at Oceanside, you can execute anywhere. Um, <laughs> So the ice is incredible, and, and and but just you know, 
the, the, the first class weight room that we have, um, again, hydrotherapy, um, you know, and the ability to go in and, and get that recovery right after you skate, um, you know, first class training room, uh, nutrition station and, and fueling station that's stocked all the time. So, um, you know, those are the little things. And then just so many areas where we can have kids come into our coach's office and, and, uh, you know, and review shifts and, and video where in the past, we didn't have any of that at Oceanside, any of it. And, and it was essentially you get off the ice and you couldn't really get out of there fast enough because it was so small and so crammed. Sometimes we go to our office on campus. Sometimes we just go home and work. Um, but anything you did with the players on campus had to be scheduled and it was very regimented um, because it was in a building that they were never at in the afternoon. So now we're all here we're under one roof. And, and a kid can just come in and talk to me about their day if, that, if that's what they want. And um, it, it, it's, it's just, it's been a fun two days and man, we can't wait to, to get on the ice. And the one thing that, that this place gives us that we've never had is 5,000 people behind us. You know, we, we've always had 800 people behind us at Oceanside and it was great, but now we're going to have 5,000 people behind us and, and really feel what a home ice advantage is. And, and that's going to be exciting. That's the thing I think that all of us just can't wait to see as that unfolds uh, starting this Friday. And I was just going to ask you, Greg, from a spectator's perspective, uh, what uh, creature comfort type features do you think fans will really enjoy, the fans that come out to the game on Friday night, things that will enhance their enjoyment of your team's play? Yeah, I mean, this thing was built with hockey in mind for sight lines for hockey, and there's not a bad seat in this house, like not one. Um, the club is incredible. You know, you get the upgraded cushion seating and access to the Coors Light Chill Club, uh, where the food and the, the beer and wine and the, the drinks are all included in that. Um, you know, the, the, the luxury suites are incredible. You feel like you're on a cliff looking down on the ice. They're, they're just right on top of the ice. And then one of the coolest features is the third level devil deck. It's, it's behind the net that our goalie's at in the first and third period. And the view down on the ice from up there is just amazing. That's for standing room only and for NHL scouts and stuff like that. So there's some really cool features, unique ones, one really unique one. Another one is, is in the corners behind our net in the first and third period, there's actually bunker level ice suites. So there's suites on the ice level up against the glass, which is really unique for hockey. That's going to be so cool. You know, you've been all over the place. You played an all-Big Ten road schedule a couple of years ago. You've played at some of the uh, uh, top programs in collegiate hockey. How do you think your new home will compare to uh, the best of what you've seen elsewhere in the country? It's it's top three. I mean, you can make the argument that it is the nicest. I think that there there's some really beautiful facilities, but this one has a look and a feel to it that, that none other do. It's very unique. Um, and we're proud of that because we, we've, we've kind of established our program on being unique and outside of the box and everything that we do. So, um, yeah, I, it's right up there. You know, we, we, we're going to win a lot of games in this place. And, and, you know, like I told our guys when we got back on Sunday, this is, this is right now it's, it's a new chapter. It's a new, exciting chapter in Sun Devil Hockey. And, uh, and, and man, we, we just can't wait to get going on Friday. Indeed, and uh, not only will Mullet Arena be the new home for Sun Devil Hockey, but I think most of our fans know that for the next three years, it'll also be the home of the National Hockey League's Arizona Coyotes, who will play their first game in this building on Friday, October 28th, against, ironically, 
the Winnipeg Jets. Ironic because Winnipeg was the home and Jets was the name of the Coyotes franchise before they moved to the Valley back in 1996. Uh, how would you describe the relationship, Greg, between the Coyotes and Arizona State? This is, uh, to me, it's just such a really cool thing that uh, we're able to help them in a position where they need a place to play for the next few years. And uh, it's almost, you know, it's an honor to have an NHL program play in your collegiate arena. Yeah, it really is. It, it, it's exactly what it is. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a unique setup, you know, where, where they're not going to practice here. So during the week, they'll be kind of on their own, doing their own thing up in Scottsdale at their practice facility. But to, I think it just speaks volumes to mainly how how nice this place is, where an NHL team would, would want to play here when they have other options locally to go figure out and put money into, whether it be the Coliseum downtown or other things like that. But they opted because they, they came here and looked at this place and saw how first class it was, that this was their best option. And, and I agree with them. And it, it's, it's huge for the sport of hockey. We need the NHL in this market. It's helped grow the game so much in this market. And, and I mean, with the NHL here, guys retire here. You can't walk into a youth rink and not see an ex-NHL or on the ice coaching kids. That's how kids develop and get good. And you see more and more Arizona kids, you know, climbing to higher levels of hockey because the coaching is so good. We owe that to the NHL. So, for us to be able to, you know, provide them a temporary home, um, it, it, it's very gratifying, um, and, and it's huge for the game. Most importantly, in this state. Let's shift gears a little bit. Talk about your team now. Off to a one and three start, a record that's somewhat uh, misleading because two of the games went to overtime. You spent the first two weeks on the road and stayed in the state of Minnesota playing typically tough competition, fifth-ranked Minnesota Duluth the first two games, and then you split two games at Bemidji State last weekend. How would you uh, summarize your play, to, uh, Greg, through the first four games of the schedule? Well, our, our first game was really good. We were very good. We were the better team that night. I think everybody that watched the game knew it, um, and we, we controlled it. We never never trailed in, until they scored in overtime. Um, scored a good goal with about nine minutes left to take a lead, and it got reviewed and called off, and it, it probably should have counted. But, um, but you know, Minnesota Duluth for for fans that don't know, they're they're kind of the Alabama of college hockey. You know, they're three out of the last five years they they made the Frozen Four, two national championships. Um, they're they're the standard, they're the gold standard, and to go in there and give them more than they could handle, and then even on the second night we had a, a lapse for about three minutes that cost us. Um, we were right there, you know, and, and then to bounce back and be up there for a week and sit around a hotel, which we've done, and we had to do we had to do because this place wasn't ready for us. But um, and, and beat Bemidji, you know, and shut them out on Friday was really good. And then Saturday we we dug a little bit of a hole. They got up to a fast start and, and tied it up and missed two breakaways in overtime to, to win it. Um, yeah. But the, the big thing is taking three or four points on the road. You get rewarded for that in the pairwise rankings. Um, so three out of the four games, we took points. And, and, and I think as the season progresses, you're going to see that trip um, actually help us quite a bit. Um, and uh, as long as we take care of business at home, it, it will. Let's look at some of your key personnel this season. Of course, it's ironic and I think very fitting that ASU Hockey will share its home with the Arizona Coyotes for the next few years, given that one of your top players, your team captain, is the son of arguably the most popular player in Coyotes history, Shane Doan. His son, Josh Doan, had such an excellent freshman year for you last year, 
setting ASU freshman records for uh, assists and points scored. And he's your team captain. What uh, what qualities does he have that makes him such a great choice to be your team captain in only his second year in the program? He's just a, he's just an unbelievable human being, really, above everything else. He's obviously a great player, but he was raised the right way. Shannon and Andrea are great people, and you know he was a he was one of the best captains in, in modern day NHL history, and um, he was raised. Josh was raised by that guy, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, just the way he is with his teammates, how welcoming he is to, to the, the freshmen that come in. Um, he's just a guy that when he's in your locker room, he makes it better. He makes it stronger. He's got a really special way of connecting with people. Um, you know, and then when you when you, you tack on the fact that he's a tremendous player and um, it was an easy decision, you know, local kid, I think it's a great story. He was ready for it. He's embraced it, and he's done a great job so far. You have a couple of other forwards who returned from a year ago, players like Matthew Copperud and Scottsdale product Demetrius Komanzis, who uh, they, he is one of your alternate captains for this year, along with Josh. Are those guys that you're going to lean on this year, Greg? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Como's been here for five years. This is his fifth year, and then Sem's been here for four. So those guys have seen it. You know, they, they uh, Como's the only one left that played in the NCAA tournament. Sem qualified for it when he was a freshman, but it got canceled because of COVID. Um, so those guys have been here through our, our best years and knows what they know what they know what it takes. They know what's required of, of the team in, in day in and day out to, to get where we want to go and that's back to the tournament. And we, we know we have the team to do it. Um, you know, and, and uh, we're excited to, to go put it together and, and take what we you know, all the things we learned through those first four games and really apply them on Friday at home. In addition to those veterans, you also brought in several transfers over the offseason. Among them, the fellow that's, uh, I think, done a nice job settling in between the pipes for you. Northeastern University transfer T.J. Semptonfelter, your goalie, who has, uh, I think he had 157 saves in the first four games and had that shutout win at Bemidji State. How did you evaluate his play in the first four games and what qualities does he bring to you in goal? He's so athletic and so competitive and so just calm and, and cerebral. He's got every quality you want in a goaltender. He's a great teammate. He's not one of the like weirdo goalies that doesn't talk to anybody. <laughs> he's, he's always in the mix. He's just a great kid. He, he's a difference maker on so many levels. And um, we got lucky that Northeastern has, you know, the returning best goaltender in the country as a starter. And TJ knew he could go just any proud anywhere he wanted. Um, and uh, with what, you know, the stretch he had last year uh, at the bean pot and in a few other games when, when their guy was at the Olympics, but um, he, he's a special kid, special goalie. He, he's the kind of kid that will take us to a different level. Now, some of the other uh, key D1 transfers you added over the offseason, uh, a couple of them, uh, forward Robert Mastro-Simone from Boston University and Bemidji State transfer. He saw his old team last weekend, Lucas Sillinger, among a handful of players who are tied for your team's scoring lead through four games. What drew you to those fellas, Greg, and uh, what will they bring uh, to Sun Devil Hockey? Yeah, they're all American type players that that, uh, that that again when they went into the portal were guys that could have gone anywhere they wanted. Um, you know, Mastro is a second round pick. He plays with a motor like like nobody's business and just goes and he's like the energizer bunny out there and he mixes in a good high level amount of skill. And then Lucas is just kind of really smooth and easy and cerebral and makes plays and um, both are off to good starts and, and tremendous players. And the Jackson twins are 
going to get going. They're really good players as well. So, um, you know, it, we got a hell of a team, you know, and, and we proved it in stretches. And, and now it's time to, to, you know, find a way to hit a stride here with four of our next games at home and, and really take advantage of it. You've never been shy about your scheduling. You always challenge your team with tough competition. Everybody knows you travel wherever, whenever to play the best possible opponents. How do you size up your schedule this year, having already faced two good ones in Minnesota Duluth and Bemidji State? Well, with your preseason polls and every poll, the top five teams, we play all of them. Um, So, you know, it's uh, Minnesota – who is, is number two right now, North Dakota, who I think is four, Duluth, who is uh, three when we played them, or five, I don't know. It, it's We, we play everybody. Um, and uh, we play Minnesota State, who's a top five team. So we have an incredibly difficult schedule. We play a lot of other ranked teams out of the top five. But um, we really just, you know, the, the way we approach it is, is go on the road and, and, and get splits and then take care of business at home and we'll be back in the tournament. And, and that's what so far so good. That's what we've done. I mean, college hockey is a little bit weird where um, you, you basically get credit for a tie for just going into overtime from a, from a ranking standpoint, um, pairwise and, and RPI. Um, but when you lose in three on three, it actually goes in your loss column. So the one in three, like you said, we feel is a little bit, you know, it, it's a little bit slanted, but, uh, and, and certainly, you know, I mean, two missed breakaways away from having that flipped and being three and one. So we're right there and a couple things to clean up and we're excited to do it. I think uh, if moving into the arena will end up being uh, Friday, maybe one of the number one moments in your program's history, but I know certainly right up there in your top five was back in 2019 when you uh, became the fastest startup program ever to make it into the NCAA tournament and you would have made it the following year were it not for COVID. I guess my question is, do you feel like this year's team has uh, NCAA tournament potential? Yeah, we really do. We really, we really, we strongly do. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we have a team in the past that could have gone up to, to Minnesota Duluth and carried carried the game in large stretches of, 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 of the game. We carried the play in, in a lot of stretches, both nights. And and I don't, I don't think we've ever had a team that could do that. Um, they 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 really escaped on that first game and and even their coach said it like we were right there so you know it, it's again they're the gold standard and you know it, it's 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 you know it's like going into Alabama and 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 you know beating them or forcing them going to overtime and uh, not many teams do it and and uh, I think it says a lot about what we can do and what we can accomplish. Well, finally, while we have Greg here, we uh, thought this would be a good opportunity to plug the fact that not only will Sun Devil Hockey have a new home arena, you're also going to have a new radio home as well. For the first time ever, Sun Devil Hockey will be broadcast on commercial radio this season, all home games, starting with Friday's arena opener against uh, Colgate, will be broadcast on Fox Sports 910 in Phoenix with selected road games to be aired as well. And one-time ASU Cronkite School student Tyler Paley will serve as the first-ever play-by-play voice for Sun Devil Hockey. Tyler covered the program extensively during his days here as a student in 2014 to 18, and he was my statistician on ASU football broadcast in the 2017 season before going on to a career, brief career as a television news anchor, I think in Toledo, Ohio. And 
Greg, uh, we understand that you'll also be doing uh, a, co- a weekly coaches show as well on 910 with Tyler. And I think your first one might be tonight as we tape this broadcast on uh, Tuesday, October 11th. This is big time to get your games on local radio. Talk about the impact that's going to have for your program. Yeah, it was, it was just, you know, they were so limited in what we could do um, in every way, digitally and, and from a media standpoint at Oceanside. And now that we, we have this venue, that's one of the really exciting pieces that we've added. And adding an alum, Tyler, who covered hockey when he was a student, he's a really good play-by-play guy. He understands the game. He understands what I expect out of our program and players. And it's going to be a great relationship. And we're excited that he's our voice. Um, and, uh, and just the, the platform that, 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 you know, Fox sports 910 is going to give us, um, to, to further, you know, uh, get our brand out there and, and, and expose our program to a lot of people that, that I think are going to like what they see. Yeah. And this is going to be big time folks. Uh, my understanding is, uh, Tyler will be doing a 30 minute pregame show before every, uh, home game broadcast and, uh, then the game action itself. And, uh, a weekly radio show with Coach Powers. Uh, this is, I think, big time for the program, as is their brand-new home, Mullet Arena. Certainly exciting times for the Arizona State hockey program of head coach Greg Powers. Greg, it's terrific to see you. Always great to visit with you on the show. Uh, best of luck to you, and enjoy the moments this weekend because these will be memories that will last a lifetime for you and your players. Enjoy it all, and best of luck this season. Thanks so much, Tim. It's always great to be on. Take care. All righty. Sun Devil Hockey Coach Greg Powers has been our guest on the Anderson Healy Show. Coming up, we'll visit with one of Greg's top players and his team captain as well, as Josh Doan will drop by for a visit. But first, let's take a timeout. This is the Sun Devil Radio Network. Hey, Sun Devil Superfans. The Arizona Lottery is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics, and we're giving six lucky fans a pair of season tickets to cheer on the ASU men's basketball team. All you have to do is enter on the Arizona Lottery Players Club. So suit up in your maroon and gold, grab your phone, and enter by October 24th on the Players Club app or at azplayersclub.com. Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. Off duty, offline, out of office, a cracked course light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9 to 5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made the chill. Official corporate partner of Sun Devil Athletics. 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. It's now time for the official Game Time Munchies break with a cold, tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas responsibly. 
The Anderson Healy Show continues now from the Sun Devil Radio Network, along with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play broadcaster for Sun Devil Athletics, and we're delighted you joined us this week. As Sun Devil Hockey gets set to move into its new home this weekend, the 5,000-seat Mullet Arena on the ASU campus, our next guest will be one of the players who will have the honor of representing Arizona State in the first-ever hockey game to be played in the brand-new facility. He was one of the Sun Devils' top scorers a year ago, setting ASU freshman records for points and assists in a season. And this year, as you heard uh, Greg Powers mention a few moments ago, he has been named Arizona State's team captain for the 2022-2023 season. The son of longtime Arizona Coyotes star Shane Doan, we are delighted to welcome his son, ASU forward and captain Josh Doan to the Anderson Healy Show. How you doing, Josh? Great to visit with you. These have to be really exciting times for you and your teammates, I imagine. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, we're, we're ecstatic this week. I think this this week's been a long time coming for, for a lot of the group. It's my second year, but we got guys that have been here for five years now, and it means a lot to them. What have you seen of the new building? Uh, what are your emotions and feelings and those of your teammates as you get ready to take the ice Friday night in your brand spanking new home? Sorry, um, it's really exciting. Like, what's going? Sorry, what's <laughs> my phone? Well, sorry phone about moment. that. That's okay. yeah. No, it it's it's. Yeah, uh, it's it's exciting. I think it, walking in the first time, it's it's kind of awing to to walk in and have your own facility like that, and and to have your own gym, and and not have to wear your gym clothes all over the campus, and drive from a gym to a rink, and then back into campus again to do study hall. So it, it's definitely something that's different and and neat for everyone. And we've been we've been waiting for a long time for this and and the program's done so well without it so i'm excited to see what they can do moving forward with with this new rink i think we're all excited to see that as well what uh, josh are some of the features of the arena that excite you and the players most things that will enhance your ability as players and as a team to perform to the best of your ability yeah i think the first thing has to be the gym just being able to have a gym right outside your locker room and and get one or two workouts in a day and, and be able to be in there a little bit longer. Cause when, when we were at the Carson center down in, in the middle of Tempe, we'd have to go work out at seven thirty, And by the time we drive to the rink, it'd be nine, nine twenty, And you're rushing to get on the rank where now you got that extra hour to, to kind of prepare and, and rather than drive back in to go to the gym again, you just walk out of the locker room and, and you're right there. And then having the, the hot tub and the cold tub room and the medical room that, that can kind of let guys recover a little easier without having to drive and go to a different site to do that. So it, it just having everything right at your doorstep is it makes it makes life easier in general. What do you think the arena will do in terms of the national perception of the ASU program? You're moving into what undoubtedly will be one of the best uh, home arenas, I think, in uh, collegiate hockey. Yeah, no doubt. I th- I think. We've seen a couple of pretty cool rinks, and and this one is right up there with with the best of the best. And, and the facilities down below, it's it's all brand new. And if you're a kid from anywhere in the country, you come and see this. It's, it's going to be something that impresses you, and it's going to be a place that you take very seriously moving forward. And 
especially with what our coaching staff has done without it. If, if you don't put the two together, then as, as a kid, you're doing something wrong because you got great coaches, a great facility, and, and the best weather you can get in college hockey. So it's definitely a place that's going to kind of boom here in the next couple of years, especially this year, I hope, hope starting this year. And because of the new arena in that vein, Josh, you're likely going to be playing in front of big crowds this evening, a 5,000-seat arena. Most of those seats, I imagine, will be filled for most of the games. Uh, what's your anticipa- anticipation of what the atmospheres are going to be like at home games this season and what kind of impact that will have on the team and its performances? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. We, we always talk about how, how successful the team was at Oceanside because the fans were, were right there and, and right with you. And I think it's just going to multiply that. It's It's been known as a place that's tough to go play in front of because ASU's fans are they're pretty into the game and, and they get pretty into it. And it's been a place that talking to guys that have played on the road here, they, they don't like to come to ASU and play against us because you're going to get booed and you're going to get yelled at and, and they're going to make noise for us. And, and it's something you feed off of. We talk to the young guys about about how important it is to, to carry the momentum of being at home when, we were up in Minnesota, you, you score a goal, and the momentum kind of stays with them because their student section and their fans are right there with them. And I was talking to them, like, they'll be surprised how many times you score a goal at home, and right away you're back in the offensive zone because everyone's buzzing off the fans. And I think that's the biggest thing is being able to carry the momentum off our fans because we have the, some of the best fans in the country. So I think that's going to be our main focus is, is let them play an impact as well. Now, clearly, there's no comparison in the quality of the facilities, but I'm wondering, do you have any sentimental memories of the time you played at the old Oceanside Ice Arena, the program's on-ice home up until this year? Yeah, I think I got I got memories of it being last year and, and even back to when I'm three years old playing at that rink, but... I, I'd say one of my my big, my big, my greatest memories is is the last game at Oceanside and my first game, being able to to say goodbye to to some of my good buddies like Johnny Walker and Colin Tyson, knowing they were moving on in, in their hockey worlds and and knowing especially Johnny that he sacrificed so much in that rink and he 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 was a guy that kind of passed the torch on to me to to make sure things kind of stay the same in, in the new rink. You have a lot of uh, personal symmetry, don't you, in ASU's uh, move into Mullet Arena, given that the Sun Devils will be sharing their home ice for the next three years with the Arizona Coyotes, and given that your dad, Shane Doan, one of the most beloved players in Coyotes history. How do you view that dynamic, Josh? It must be really something special for you personally. Yeah, I think it's it's something cool. Um, it's awesome for us and, and when we found out the coyotes were moving in it was it was it was exciting all the guys were pretty pumped because everything was going to get upgraded of course to the nhl quality on terms of lights and sound and and tv production but then at the same time you're right next to nhl guys you get to see how they act on a day-to-day basis you get to see how teams on the road come in when they travel and they do their game day skates and stuff like that you'll be able to kind of tell what they do different and what makes them successful. So at the end of the day, it's a learning experience for us to, to watch those guys. And then being being kind of a part of the Coyotes culture and family since I was a kid, it, it's it's definitely something special to see that they're going in the right direction. And they're, they're moving towards a new rink, and this is their home for now. And I'm as close to them as, as I possibly could be and <laughs> being right down the hall. So it's, it's definitely something exciting. 
Yeah, and indeed, uh, Mullet Arena really is going to be the focal point for ice hockey in the Valley now for the next uh, three years, if not longer. Let's talk about your team for a moment. Uh, one and three in the first four games and a tough road trip, two straight weekends in the state of Minnesota, but two of those losses, overtime losses. Uh, what have you seen on the ice from your guys through the first four games, Josh? Yeah, I'm super impressed with, with a lot of our team, I think. A lot of guys took big steps this year and a lot of guys that, that we needed to take steps to take those steps because our first game in Duluth is obviously you go into Duluth and their home opener, you're expecting a dog fight and, and that's what we got ourselves into. And there's a call that we may agree with or disagree with and they may agree with that we scored to go up one with seven minutes left and they waved it off and that's part of hockey and it's something that happens on a day-to-day basis. I'm sure if it was the other way around, we would have been excited that they called it off. But mm-hmm. that that right there was kind of just that proven point that we went up against a team that's going to probably win 25 to 30 games this year in Duluth, and they didn't look better than us in really any category from forwards down to goaltending. And and then what TJ's done early on is something special. And when you got a guy like that as your backbone, it's it lets everyone play with confidence because – you trust in him, so you're willing to make sacrifices and plays that, that can turn offense up ice, and, and he's there to back you up if anything ever goes wrong. Of course, TJ being TJ Semptonfelter, the Sun Devil uh, goalie, uh, the new uh, transfer in from Northeastern University. Greg and I talked about him in the prior segment. And uh, a couple of your other transfers, uh, Josh, Robert Simoni and Lucas Sillinger, also uh, looking good so far in this season, aren't they? Yeah, they're awesome. They're so fun to play with. I think that's that's something that we've been working on, and we kind of early on had our ups and downs, and, and that's part of playing with two new guys for the first time is you're not going to be perfect right away. And I live with, with Robert Mastro Simone, so me and him are pretty close. And then Lucas and I have known each other since we were younger, so we've been kind of meshing through through this preseason into the season. And our last game in Bemidji, we kind of found it as a group, and hopefully we can carry that into the season. But they're both such smart hockey players that that kind of lets you be yourself out there and, and they can find you and you can find them. And it, it's, it's super fun to play with them. And I'm looking forward to the future. How about yourself and what areas do you hope to take your game to the next level this coming season? Yeah, I think there's, there's obviously a lot of things to work on to, to kind of grow and into taking your game to the next level. I'm still working on getting a little quicker, but, the same time i, I want to become a, a more dynamic player down low and and use my frame a little better just to protect pucks and i, I put a lot of work into that in the summertime and and hopefully as the season goes on i can continue to add those assets into my game and and take it to the next level from from last year what was your reaction when you found out that you would be the sun devils team captain this year wearing the big c on your sweater and uh, what style of leadership uh, do you try to bring to this team yeah, I was. It was an honor to to find out that that I was going to be the captain of this team. I I had a lot of support from a lot of the guys in in the room, so that made things a lot easier. And I got two great assistants that that have been around and know what they're doing, and and they're right there with me. It's it's a group decision on majority of things. If if anything ever needs to be done, that we got a group chat and and we discuss things, and that way it eliminates as much air as possible as a group. But I think uh, my leadership style has got to be more of a, of a lead-by-example type of thing. I carry my play, how I react to things. I don't want to get too up or too down because it can kind of drag guys into it. And 
it's kind of been something that I've carried my whole life is, is being a guy that works hard and, and kind of pushes people to work hard with me. And when the time comes, I'm, I'm not afraid to really say anything. Like I'm pretty comfortable with this group. So it's, it's not too hard to be vocal. What are some of the things you learned from your dad that you've taken with you in your playing career? Yeah, I think he, he's been awesome. He's as much as it is, he's, he's been, he played when I was younger, but, as I got older, he's been around. So whether it was watching him as a kid or just picking his brain as, as I got older, he's been, he's been huge for my success and, and for my hockey career. It's, it's a lot of, it's based off him. If, if I'm playing really, really well, then he's kind of hammering down on me on things to work on. And if I'm struggling, he sits back kind of quiet and, and lets me figure it out, but keeps me positive. And I think that's the biggest thing is, he taught me kind of how to how to keep your highs high or keep your highs high when you can, but don't let your lows get too low because you're never going to be perfect. So I think that's one of the things to kind of pass on to the guys is not every day is going to be a perfect day. So kind of limit your your mistakes when you have to, and when you're up there and, and you're feeling good, make sure you kind of take note to that and and kind of carry that with you when you're not doing so good. Finally, Josh, we asked uh, Coach Powers this question. I'll ask you: Do you feel as though this team this year with your new arena is this an NCAA tournament team? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think in the next couple of weeks here you're gonna you're gonna see a team that continues to prove that they're a tournament team and and going in and, and arguably playing two of the hardest teams in the country is is the best thing you can do to start a season like this. So I'm super excited and I can't wait to see where this team can kind of go. It's it's kind of in our control right now on, on how far we can go, and I'm excited. I think all the Valley, all the Sun Devil fans are excited as well for this Friday night, the start of a new era of Sun Devil hockey. Opening night at Mullet Arena, the Sun Devils hosting the Raiders of Colgate. There will be games Friday and Saturday as well. Josh, great to catch up with you. Enjoy the games this weekend. These will be memories that will last the rest of your life, my friend. Uh, Best of luck to you and your team this season, and say hi to your dad for us. Thank you, and will do. That's Sun Devil Hockey Captain Josh Doan, our guest on this segment of the Anderson Healy Show. Ray will rejoin me for the final segment of this week's show in a moment. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Hey, Sun Devil Superfans, the Arizona Lottery is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics, and we're giving six lucky fans a pair of season tickets to cheer on the ASU men's basketball team. All you have to do is enter on the Arizona Lottery Players Club. So suit up in your maroon and gold, grab your phone, and enter by October 24th on the Players Club app or at azplayersclub.com. Tempe is the place to be to catch the excitement of ASU sports. Before and after the game, Sun Devil fans can enjoy the sunny weather while paddle boarding or kayaking at Tempe Town Lake, hiking around Papago Park, dining on a patio on Mill Avenue, or enjoying a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. The next time you plan to catch a game at ASU, plan to play and stay in Tempe. To learn more, go to www.tempetourism.com. We'll see you in Tempe. Leadership, teamwork, sacrifice, putting life's lessons before yourself. This is Arizona State Football 2022. It's not just a point in time. ASU is part of my life. That's what makes the wins and losses 
personal. Down the far sideline, and DJ Taylor is going to take the opening kickoff. I'm Tim Hovick, and it's football season in the desert. We are Santan Ford. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. We are nearing the finish line of this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and we're glad you joined us this week. Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson rejoins me now, and we uh, talk about uh, two sports uh, on the Sun Devil fall uh, schedule, if you will, that both of them uh, had a bit of rough weekends this past weekend uh, Sun Devil Volleyball and Soccer each took on the L.A. schools from the Pac-12 this past weekend, and both suffered sweeps at the hands of the L.A. schools. After five straight weeks and 13 consecutive matches away from home, the Sun Devil Volleyball team finally made its way back to Desert Financial Arena this past weekend, but not even the home cooking could help Coach Sonia Tomasovic's Sun Devils, who lost matches to UCLA and USC, ASU was swept by the Bruins, and then after winning the first set, lost three sets to one to the USC Trojans. I don't know, Ray, maybe the jet lag finally caught up with Sonia's kids. It, it, it may have, and certainly the uh, competition in Pac-12 volleyball, uh, we all know how intense that is, and the L.A. schools uh, are always very, very tough. So, uh, yes, it was a uh, rude homecoming, if you will, uh, for our, our our lady volleyballers, uh, but you know they're uh, they're resilient. Uh, they'll they're practicing hard and they'll get ready for the next round. But yeah, it was a tough weekend last week in both volleyball and as you mentioned, soccer with the LA schools. Well, took I touch on soccer in a moment, but first, uh, after just one weekend home, get this volleyball heads out on the road again this coming weekend. They'll head to the Bay Area for matches at California this Friday, October 14th. That match will begin at 5.30 on Friday evening. And then uh, Sonia's team will head across the bay to Palo Alto to take on the seventh-ranked Stanford Cardinal. That will take place Sunday, October 16th, 3 p.m. at uh, Maples Pavilion. And by the way, the Stanford match on Sunday will be televised live by Pac-12 Networks. Now, we mentioned Sun Devil soccer. Well, they didn't fare any better against the L.A. schools as they dropped their two matches in Los Angeles last weekend. Coach Graham Winkworth's team lost 4 to nothing at UCLA on Thursday, and then a, they dropped a tough 2-1 to one decision to the USC Trojans on Sunday. And Asia Cologne scored Arizona State's only goal of the weekend in that game at USC. So after opening the season going unbeaten, In their first eight games, the Sun Devils, the bad news is they've now lost three matches in a row, Ray. The good news, if you want to look at it that way, they lost all three to ranked opponents. And as a result, Arizona State still has a very solid RPI rating of 18 this week. Yes, and uh, just like in volleyball, you see on the soccer side of it, uh, the Pac-12 
is a very, very tough conference. So uh, when you lose into highly ranked teams, you hate to lose, but your RPI, which does factor into postseason consideration, uh, remains high. So uh, uh, Graham's team is is uh, a good, really good team. So I think you'll see them bouncing back uh, with the Pac-12 conference schedule uh, and rising back up there. But they're doing a good job. Just had some very tough matches uh, and did not get the wins, but they certainly were competitive. And particularly uh, the two to one against uh, USC uh, shows they're not going to quit. They're going to stay in there. So we're excited about the the way forward with them, Tim. Indeed, and soccer has just one match scheduled for this week, and they're back home for that match as uh, Graham's team will uh, hit the pitch to take on the Utah Utes this Friday, October fourteenth. The match will start at seven p.m. at Sun Devil Soccer in Lacrosse Stadium. Hope to see you out there. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show. We thank you so much for joining us. Some other thank yous before we leave. First and foremost, to our show producer, ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director, Doug Tamaro. We also want to thank Paige Shacklett from ASU Athletics Media Relations for her assistance this week. Thanks as well to our engineer producer, Sean Crespin of the Sun Devil Radio Network. And thanks to our show scheduler, Kim Nelson from Sun Devil Athletics for her assistance. We'll be back next week with another installment of the Anderson Healy Show, and we hope you'll make plans to join us. Ray, great to visit with you. Have a good week. I know you have some travels coming up in the next week or so. Safe travels to you, my friend, and uh, we'll see you soon. You've got that, Tim, and hopefully uh, folks will again make it out to the open house tomorrow. uh, Yeah, Wednesday night at Mullet Arena, and if you can join us at any of the events on campus, please do. Uh, Have a good week, and Tim, go Devils. Go Devils, always. Till next time, for Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy. We thank you for joining us here on the Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Hey, Sun Devil fans, college football is back. So grab your friends in a cold, refreshing Dos Equis lager and make the most out of game day. Dos Equis is the one to score for your tailgate, at the bar, or even watching with your friend who went to that other school. So buy a cold, crisp Dos Equis and get those forks up on game day. Dos Equis, proud partner of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2022. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. It takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning, commitment, resilience, sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. If you plan on flying on or after May 3rd, 2023, make sure you have the new Arizona Travel ID to get you past TSA security checkpoints. This credential shows a gold star in the upper right corner and is available to Arizona residents as a driver's license or an ID card. Don't risk a missed flight on or after next May 3rd. Log on to aztravelid.com for a list of qualifying documents you'll need to get your travel ID today. Vibe check. A free afternoon on a Friday. Vibe. 
party after the after party vibe 3 a.m. text from your ex no vibe a hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C big vibe Vizzy is a vibe celebrate responsibly 2022 Wilson Coors Beverage Company Milwaukee, Wisconsin flavored beer